0: See you, everybody. We're going to go on with the series that we began. It's about getting. Uh, it's, it's about destiny, and actually, our whole theme this year uh, is, is the word "propel." And propel uh, is to is to cause to move something, to cause something to move in a particular direction. That's the true meaning of it. Um, all of us have a destiny in our lives. We we were called. By God, we didn't come by accident. We we didn't show up by accident on planet Earth. God had ordained even before we were born and He put destiny in us. There are some things, though, as we go through life that kind of clog up um, that purpose. It's supposed to be like a a stream. Think think of it like like a plumbing line that's clogged up. And what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us, you know, is to get those things that are clogging up that purpose. To push put the pressure behind it, and to release us into our destiny so that we can be all that God has called us to be. And, and so today I'm going to focus on one particular area. And, and in fact, the subtitle of the message today is like, what is your name? Say that with me. What is, what is your name? I want us to go back to the story we've been looking at in Judges. It's a story of uh, Samson, Judges chapter 13. I encourage you to read it if you haven't read it yet. 13. 14 and 15 of Judges, very short verse, uh, 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 passage, because we're gonna be pulling some truths from different parts of it, and I'm gonna be kinda going randomly, beginning, end. And I am so excited. In fact, I was telling my wife yesterday, I said, man, I am so pumped because the more I go in this, the Lord keeps unpacking new revelation, new meaning, and I believe that this year is going to be one of breakthrough. I think some people will actually realize their potential and their dreams, their vision, what they are called to do. I don't know if you're with me, but I'm going forward. I'm allowing God to use my life to propel me into what He's called me to do. I hope you have the same kind of faith. Okay. am um, um, I'm going to read a story because uh, the things I want to draw out today really will come out of two or three verses. But I think the whole—I'm uh, going to read a little bit of a story to just kind of bring us all on the same page. Are you there? Judges chapter um, 13. In fact, I have it on the on the slides as well, so you can follow along. I'll begin today from verse nine. He says, and, and 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 at verse nine, this is a part where um, uh, Manoah—I guess I'll read it if if you miss you, you'll get the gist of what happened before um, um, <clears throat> at this point Manoah's wife um, had had an encounter with an angel he didn't know it was she didn't know it was an angel and um, there were but let me read it let me let me read it i'm getting ahead of myself are you are you there okay god answered Manoah's prayer the prayer was after his wife had an encounter with an angel he wasn't around and he asked God he like could you send the he was a man that she said he prayed to the Lord he was like i want to meet this person i want to hear it myself okay and so he prays here so that's what we pick up to ask God so God answered Manoah's prayer and the angel of God appeared once again to his wife as she was sitting in the field but her husband Manoah was not with her so she quickly ran and told her husband the man who appeared to me the other day was here again. Manoah ran back with his wife and asked, are you the man who spoke with my wife the other day? Yes, he replied, I am. So Manoah asked him, when your words come true, what kind of rules shall govern this boy's life? The story is, this is a couple that had been married for a long time, but they did, and they had a desire, had a desire to have a child. But they had fertility issues. They could not have a child. And it had been a long time. And it was a prayer of our heart for such a long time. And God kind of visited us. As you can tell, I'm struggling with this, where to put this water. Um, Is it going to be the Falcons or the Patriots? Falcons or Patriots? All right. I'm gonna throw the ball. You ready? No, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna do that to you. I'm gonna put it here. Yeah. The Falcons. They're anointed by God. They've been called with a purpose. Yeah. Some of you don't even watch the game. It's about the food. You know. So, this angel. It was like a man comes to Manoah's wife, and he tells her that, "Hey, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a child, and this child is gonna be very special, and, and, and the Lord's gonna, hand is gonna be on this child's life." And she's thinking, "Wow, this is amazing." So she tells her husband. Husband thinking, "But, but, because he's gonna be such a special person, he's gonna have to live differently in his life." So when she tells her husband, husband "I wanna hear the same story." So this is what we are reading. You know what got me where I stopped right now, and we'll keep reading. Look at that verse um, uh, 12, after the angel replied who he was. So Manoah asked him, when your words come true, what kind of rules should govern the boy's life? I said, that's how you spell faith. He didn't say, if your words come true. When your words come true. She wasn't even pregnant yet. But yet, he believed God. He didn't even know who this guy was. But there's something in his spirit that responded in faith. We sang that song, I believe in you. Nothing we ever do in God. we can. Ne- uh, let me put this this way. God only responds to faith. The Bible says, without faith, Hebrews chapter 6, it is impossible to please God. For anyone who comes to God must first believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. When we come to Christ, as whoever believes that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. Whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. You're born again because you have faith in God. That same thing, when we have faith, is something that we need to keep throughout every area of our lives. If uh, about your destiny, about your dream, about your vision, about your everyday life, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. So we saying, let, "Let faith arise." God, help my faith, help my unbelief, so that I can believe in you. You know, that's a that's a declaration that we can make. So. i i stopped there for a second i thought wow what if he had doubt what if he didn't have the faith to believe god what if his response was different he goes oh well you don't know how long we've been trying to have a baby it's been a while we've tried this a long time what would have happened But I think God responded. God honored his faith. Because we've seen others, God appear to them, and they don't have faith. And they miss out. I'm saying they, they, but that includes me and you. How often, how many times do we have a promise from God? But we take our past experiences, our attempts and trials that never worked before, And we put God in a box. And so the word comes and we don't believe because we are gauging it on past experience. This guy had a past experience. They've been trying to have a child for a long time. But he did not respond in doubt. He responded in faith. Not just faith in faith, but faith in God. I don't know what your situation is. Maybe, what, what's that thing that clogs up, that keeps you from moving into the next place, from propelling forward and realizing your dream, your calling in your life? I don't know what obstacles you face in your life that some of them are thinking, boy, this is just the way things are. My family has always been that way. I, 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 I wish I was from a different family. I wish I was from a different... And God says, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't fit in the box that you're trying to put me in. With God, all things are possible. Some things with man are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Let me keep going, because this is not even the message yet. This is just the bonus part. (laughs) Verse 13, The angel of the Lord replied, Be sure your wife follows all the instructions I gave her. She must not eat grapes or raisins and drink wine or any other alcoholic drink or eat any forbidden food. And, and and we'll take on this verse later in another message. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please stay here until we can prepare you a young goat for, for you to eat. So he says, I will stay, the angel of the Lord replied, but I will not eat anything. However, you may prepare a burnt offering or uh, as a sacrifice to the Lord. So in parentheses, Manoah didn't realize that it was the angel of the Lord. Um, uh, actually, um, uh, just a side note there. That time, the angel of the Lord—you see it in the Bible—and it's different from just an angel from God, and it's actually been a subject of uh, many uh, theological discussions because you find, like in the earlier translations, that term, that line, that specifically says uh, the angel of the Lord uh, in the old translations, it's actually capitalized because if an angel showed up with wings and everything, you know, this is different. But oftentimes you'll find that that time is used associated with the time when, when the conversation happens. It's like a man. It kind of interchangeably. But the same person is actually used to refer to God sometimes. So as the theologians, I always think, oh, maybe it's pre-incarnate Jesus. Because when people are talking, they didn't realize who they were talking to. It was just a man. Abraham had that experience with Sarah. When the man came and they talked to him about the same issue, <laughs> having a baby. And um, later he hit him. Whoa, what just happened? Jacob wrestled with a man. Didn't realize what happened to him later when the revelation came in. And that's kind of what the same thing here is. So I'm going to say a couple of things about that. But it appears about 66, 65 times in the Old Testament and, uh, and not in the New Testament. That's why some um, uh, some uh, uh, theologians would say that um, it's not in the New Testament Because in the New Testament, it's Jesus. The Old Testament is just a reflection of Jesus before he came. Now, is that a definitive thing? I don't know. But let's keep talking. I'll tell you here in a second uh, what my point is. So why do you ask? uh, So then the Manoah asks the angel of the Lord, what is your name? For when all this comes true, we want to honor you. What is your name? Okay, say that with me. What is your name? It's an identity thing, huh? He wants to kind of remember. Why do you ask my name, he says. The angel of the Lord replied. It is too wonderful to understand. When uh, when Isaiah was prophesying about Jesus, saying that for you, a child is born, for you, a king has been given, and uh, his name shall be called. The Manoah took a young goat and a grain offering and offered it on a rock as a sacrifice to the Lord. And as Manoah and his wife watched, the Lord did an amazing thing. The Lord did an amazing thing as they watched. As the flames from the altar shot up towards the sky, the angel of the Lord ascended in fire. When the Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell with their faces to the ground. The Lord, the angel of the Lord did not appear again to Manoah and his wife. Manoah finally realized it was the angel of the Lord. He was just having a conversation with whom he probably presumed was a prophet, or a man of God. He obviously uh, recognized the anointing in his life because he had no reason to doubt him or question him. But he felt in his spirit there was this connection. I do believe that because inside of us, is the breath of life because inside of us is the spirit of God. When God speaks to us, we have a connection because our origin traces right back to him. He had never met this guy, but yet he believed the word and it hadn't occurred to him. And when this happened, li- listen to his, see, see his reaction. I, I don't know. Uh, so the angel did not appear again. Okay, 22. And he said to his wife, we are suddenly... We will suddenly die, for we have seen God. That awesome awareness of the Lord's presence, it was settled, it was subtle before, didn't realize it. God had come in such a personal way that it seemed somewhat common. But when he opens our eyes to the realization of how great he is, our hearts always respond with disgust on who we are because we are sinners. In the sight of our holy God, you don't have anybody to tell you you are a sinner. You don't need that. Because in the light of his holiness, we are truly exposed. And he goes, wow, we've seen God, we're going to die. We've been exposed to the presence of God. This is why I thank Jesus for what he did for us on the cross. Because he covers us so that we can see God. That we can walk with God. That we can' understand God, that we can' hear God, that we can' talk with God and not be consumed. But sometimes we forget what an awesome privilege that is, because He is still the holy of holies. He's still the great I am. He's still the God of all creation who holds the whole universe in His hands but yet he relates to us in such personal ways that sometimes we take it for granted and don't even realize what an awesome opportunity we have as believers through the blood of Jesus accomplished work on the cross that we can have communion with God. When that downs on your spirit, when that becomes a revelation knowledge in your heart, it changes how you view your own life. It changes how I do, how I conduct my affairs. It changes how I treat people. It changes how I see myself. He corrects something. He realizes what an awesome privilege I've been given. So his wife, but his wife said, if the Lord were going to kill us, he wouldn't have accepted our burnt offering and grain offering. He wouldn't have appeared to us and told us these wonderful things uh, and, uh, and done these miracles. Hey, you know, we all need somebody to encourage us, right? Don't be isolated. Keep yourselves plugged in with other people because we all err. And we need people that say, no, 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 no. God's not going to consume us. He's got a good plan for us. He's told us wonderful things. He's got an awesome plan for your life. You don't have to give up. And it's been tough and it's been horrible in the past. But hey, he's never given up on you. He'll never walk away from you. That is true. He will never walk away from you. You can walk away from God, but God will never walk away from you. We leave him, but he says he will never leave us. So it goes on. the story goes on to say, when her son was born, she named him. Samson and the Lord blessed him as he grew and the spirit of the Lord began to star him while he lived in Mahanadin which was located between the towns of Zorah and Ashtal I wanted to kind of really point two things today two thoughts it's not going to be a long message I promise I want to watch the Super Bowl no I'm kidding (laughs) but I want to point the two things about the names here so the, 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 original, the original, uh, when they started talking to this angel, he said, what's your name? And you know, the names, and then, and then when, when the, and it, it's funny that the Bible makes it clear. And the child was born, the fasting says, and they named him Samson. And names, uh, have carry a lot of weight. It represents a lot of things about us. And in fact, there always has been, names have always been a big deal in the Bible. And they, in fact, in the old days, you'll find that every name had a meaning. All the names. Melchizedek. Hellshawat. You know, some names that are unpronounceable. It's talking to about a person who can't pronounce, who has a difficult name myself. But they all had a meaning, you know? Um, because they, 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 they were a reflection about, uh, uh, it wasn't just some random thing. Well, let's call him Blanket. And some did. But they all had a meaning behind it. They all had a, because that was one of the scariest things when I was uh, becoming a new parent. I'm thinking, I am responsible for invoking something that's gonna be someone's identity for the rest of their lives. And it's a, how many know that that's a, it's a weighty issue right there? Like, wow! you know and so <laughs> it took us a while to to determine and you know, we want to give the right name you know and uh, and, and, and 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 it's a, it's an awesome experience but then that person lives with that name you know uh, <laughs> it's like thank you parents but you see like uh, god made a big deal about names some people because of what god had plans for them uh, what their destiny was what they were going to accomplish god even changed their names Abraham and Sarah. We're people of destiny. People of faith. People that are going to carry out the mission of God. Throughout. God says, hey, you shall no longer be called Abraham. Your name will be Abraham. You're not going to be Sarah. Sarai, you'll be Sarah. You know, Saul of Tarsus in the New Testament. When he got saved and got appointed as a mission. We, we know him as Paul. But he was born Saul. Because... There is something about names. God has always made big deals about names. He says, when we ask anything in my name, when we pray, we pray in his name. It's the name of Jesus. The name above every other name, of which every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. He says, at the call of his name, even demons tremble. You know, So you can't just come in and pray. Your prayer means nothing if there's no invocation of the name of Jesus, the name that represents authority and power, the name that that's what gives value. That's what puts the rubber stamp of God in our prayers. You can be very creative and you can pray really good words and you can do all sorts of things, but if it doesn't have the power of the name of Jesus behind it, it's just a good poem. But it says, in the name of Jesus, even demons tremble. That we can heal the sick by the name of Jesus. So, you see, that the name is always a big deal. It says, when we get saved, when we accept Christ, the Bible says that our names are written in the books of of life. In Revelation, it says at the end of the time, that the books will be opened, and whoever will be found whose name is not written in that book, they will be cast into the lake of fire. I want my name in the book. I know it's in there. If your name is not in there, or you're not sure, you need to get your name in there. And we'll pray for you to get that. So names have always been good. But why? So three things why names are so important. I, I guess there's probably a number of different things, but I'm just going to focus on three. Number one, they represent our identity. Okay? Secondly, they, they so they represent our identity. And I believe that oftentimes that um, when we have... Um, it's like who, you, who we are, you know? Oftentimes when we have problems moving forward we can't do we can't achieve anything people that achieve greatness are very sure about who they are they never doubt themselves so, even 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 in the unchristian world say so you got to believe in yourself you could do it whether you're an athlete an inventor whatever your dream might be you got to have a thing about trusting that you could do it and people that begin to doubt that They'll sit around and wait for something to happen, and nothing will happen. I wonder why good things happen to such and such other people. It doesn't happen to me. Well, how about you start believing in yourself? So I think one of the biggest problems we have is actually an identity crisis. We don't know who we are. You cannot fulfill God's plan and purposes in your life. You cannot do anything meaningful until you have come to terms with who you are. You might be successful in some things, but you're never really going to fulfill the dream in your life unless you know who you are, your identity. And as believers... Our identity is wrapped up yes. in God. If you're looking constantly for people to accept you, because you're so mad at them because they won't take you for who you are, you're looking in the wrong places to find identity. Our Identity should always come from him. It's good for people to understand. It's good cool for people to get along and to it's it's good. But it, it's a good thing for people to get along. But you cannot be putting the weight of your identity on others. Oh, they don't get it. And it'd be treated the same as everybody else. That's a good thing, everybody should. But if that's gonna limit how you see yourself, you already you already missed the point. Until you realize that God has put something in you, you're not an accident, you're not a copy, quit trying to copy others. It's just early in life. Junior high. Let's talk about junior high. We want to look like everybody else, don't we? We want to be accepted like everybody else because we are looking for affirmation in all the wrong places. Your affirmation, your identity, is wrapped up and should be wrapped up in your Father. Your creator who created you, who makes no mistakes, who designed for you to be born at the time you were born, he put you in the city that he caused you to be born. You might have had a lot of bad history. It doesn't matter. He is not surprised by that. He still calls you by name. Isaiah forty three, one says, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. Let me let me read that again. But now, oh, put your name there. But now, oh, solo, listen to the Lord who created you. Oh, Israel, the one who formed you says, put your name there. Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by my name. You're mine. You are mine. You accept and get to love who you are when you realize or understand whom you belong to. When the Lord says, you are mine, (laughs) you are mine. They might not see it. They might not appreciate it. They might never know. It doesn't matter. If they did, praise God. If they didn't, it doesn't matter because I am His. Lord, I am yours, and you are mine. I have called you by name. Names are so important because that 's who we are it 's funny. I made a phone call this week. I was talking to like a, a government office, and I talked to someone who was the Secretary of State and I uh, was like, "Wow, your name is Solomon, and you go by solo. I know two people." I just started laughing. I thought I was the only one. So it just ruined the party. I thought I was the only one that does that. I, like, I thought I'm solo. I'm all by myself doing that. <laughs> and so it's funny because how, you know, with kind of my, my last name kind of gets people to trip up there. It's like, actually it's easier than it looks. Um, I, I always say, eh, hey, my name is solo uh, and uh, last name I'll spell it. How many have the same, same, same problem? But I found a guy that even has a harder name than that. I thought, wow, I thought Muania was hard. You watch this guy, you got that video? I thought, man, now nah, I can you can do Muania. This is easy. This is the hardest name in Africa. I'm gonna teach you a couple words. The hardest name in Africa. So what is your name? My name. Yes, your name. My name voivui uh, and yet <laughs> Pardon? Come again. <laughs> Say, my name is pretty easy, yeah. <laughs> if they ever ask you to spell your name again, yeah, that guy tops it. But, you know, uh, your name before the Lord, God has a name for you, and it's a good name. He sees you by that name, not by the names that other people call you. So switch that mind and start identifying with your father. Because our world is imperfect. We want a good world. Don't get me wrong. Can I break it to you? It'll never be a perfect world. It's already a broken one. I'm not saying that we shouldn't seek to make it better. We should seek to be united with him always. That in spite of what goes around us, we still have faith. We still do so. You know, the people in 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 the Bible, especially the early Christians, they endured so much pain. They were a very small minority when Christianity started. And they knew who they were. They had been given a name. They had been given a name by Jesus himself. And they lived in an oppressive time during the height of the Roman Empire. And yet, they shared this faith that we have. They impacted lives. They turned communities upside down. They turned the whole world upside down. Without the benefits, we're talking about this in class, of modern technology, modern transportation, modern information access to information, they were writing the book. It wasn't even fully written. And they turned the world upside down. The first 100 years of the church, they had been everywhere. Why? They believed in that name that was inside of them. It didn't put any limits. Didn't put any limits on God. You too can fulfill dreams. You can fulfill impossible things in your life. If you can wrap your identity right, start believing in who you are and whom you belong to. The second thing about the names is it reflects our history, it connects us with our origin, it connects us to our past. You know, different, um, um, some people can trace back their names and, and, and be able to figure out what, uh, what country of origin they came from. And, you know, and we could go only so far with that right now, but our names trace us back to our origin. Um, um, Karl Marx was a German philosopher. He was actually the brainchild of, uh, of communism as we know it. And as I used a quote before because I think it 's so profound. He said once said that if you take away the history of a people that they are easily persuaded, if you can just disrupt that chain that links you back to the origin, any wind of doctrine, any wind of uh, information, any compelling argument can easily sway you and get you to move, because there are some people, and there are some arguments that are pretty good. The Greeks were very, very smart people. They were intellectuals. They had thought up a lot of stuff. They had come up where they had advanced education. So when people like Paul walk into that um, um, environment to bring the simple message of the gospel, they could tear it apart intellectually. But yet, Paul was able to talk to them and convert them to Christianity. That's where uh, the first Believers in Europe, what happened in Greece? And so, if we could disconnect that past, if you get some, some, there are some compelling arguments out there that can cause you to move off of the path, can distort you, can move you away from the, the truth. In fact, they did this with slavery. They took people's names out. It goes back to the Romans. Not even in America. Ours is really close history. Even before that, they, they took the names out and so people would never really trace back their roots. They, they, they get disoriented. They don't have a standing. Now, I gotta tell you this. All of us originate from the same creator. And sometimes when we're looking back at our roots, we don't go far enough. I want to say, if you want to be a papa, person of destiny and purpose, you have to go farther than history. You have to go back to where we came from. Jeremiah 1:5 says, Before I formed you in, your, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. In other words, even before you were born, I'd already put a purpose in your life. I had already said a purpose in your life. I would already blessed you. I would already ordained an anointing upon your life. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. See, Jeremiah already had a purpose before he was even conceived. That is not unique to Jeremiah. That statement is true about you and me. Before you were even conceived in your mother's womb, the Lord says, I knew you. I had already set you apart. And if you're going to trace back your history, you've got to go back to where. Sin came to the world and it messed up a lot of things. It distorted a lot of history. erased a lot of past. But that's why Jesus came to link us back to our true past, which is in the heart of the Father himself. And that's when we begin to believe again. It's like, oh, I'm going through some hard times. That's all right. He says, in this world you shall see trouble. But take heart, take courage, because I have overcome the world. It changes how you work. It changes how you live. More importantly, it has to change how you see yourself. And to me, I think that's one of the biggest indicators, one of the biggest revelations that we could ever get is to understand who you really are and how God sees you. Because you will be able to overcome and break through so many barriers and obstacles when you're so sure of who you are. When you know as a believer that even Life is not measured just by the little time we have here on earth. We have all eternity to deal with. That's a big vision right there. Well, so what? I didn't get enough breaks on earth. I'm just a pilgrim in the land. This world is not my home. There are generations that went before us that have gone through horrible things. We live in one of the best times in the world. I know we think it's the worst time in the world, but if we really scrutinize history, we live in some of the best times in the world. But isn't the devil so good at this? Messing up with our minds and thinking we got the wrong card. We were dealt the wrong one. It'll never be good for us. Oh, how horrible it's all bad. Yes, bad things will happen. But I tell you, We still live in some of the best times. Others have had to live through worse. And they kept the faith. Why? They were able to, they were were sure with this thing of our identity. They knew their roots. We are not, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We have a destiny in God that transcends times of history. From eternity to eternity, he says of his kingdom, there is no end. And I'm a part of that kingdom. You are. So walk with your head up. Walk with confidence. Not pride, but confidence. Confidence in the God who made you. Who knew you who before you were formed in your mother's womb. And the last thing is, it also tells us about our heritage. Our names tells us about our heritage. They inform us about our, what our birth rights are, what our inheritance is, what is rightfully ours. When you know that, it doesn't matter. You will not sweat the small stuff. They won't do that much damage to you. Why? <laughs> you know your inheritance. You know, the Bible says in the New Testament that we are co heirs with Christ that's our inheritance so our name trace reminds us of our inheritance see that's why daniel says in 11:32 uh, daniel 11:32 that those that know their god they're strong and they shall do mighty exploits they can do magnificent things they will do things that have never been touched by a man before why because they know their god when you know him, well, it helps you be able to know yourself as a kid. I grew up I remember there's a time in my life I shared this before uh, I think in my teenage years, things were rough in my family and um and um <clears throat> my dad had gotten into um, uh, uh, alcohol so much more than I it was just kind of messing his life, and I, I don't know if you are like me, but I, at that time I felt like my family was so messed up. And I know people feel like, oh my, you don't see my family. <laughs> Hello, we all have messed up families. If you look for it, you'll find it. Sometimes, some, you don't have to even look for it. But I remember, you know, you know, at that time, you're really young. You know, you're really young. You know, you're, you're a teenager. But you have this weight inside of you thinking, man, and it's like, oh, wow. Man, my, my education was disrupted. I, well, I, I mean, You're just thinking how your life is going to go. Bad. And how does a little kid already start feeling that weight of the world? Yet you have the whole world, the whole life in front of you. And we start giving up inside early. And it's rooted in that insecurity because we are comparing. And sometimes those comparing, oh, they have an advantage that I don't have. If I was given the same opportunity as they were, I'd be doing much better. And we start just doing that game. And you know what? That challenge and that thought process never stops if you don't look at it and deal with it. You could be 85 and still be dealing with that. Comparing. I'm comparing Her work and mine. I'm comparing and I tell you, it will stifle you to death. And you will never achieve anything because you're gonna be a prisoner in your own self. I was saying it's an issue of identity. It comes back to identity. And I remember when that light came on, like light bulb, that revelation came into my heart as a young person serving the Lord, and I realized. Not how I see myself, not what society defined my destiny, but what God says about me. Wow, what a liberating thing it was. I quit wanting to please anybody. I don't go around making people mad, and I'm not saying that. But just being sure of who you are. That they reject me? Okay. That's too bad. I remember one time I had a job when I moved to Lincoln. Kid from Kenya with a hard name cannot pronounce it. Anybody, nobody can pronounce it, and he wants to talk, do a job that's related to customer service. I told someone, "Well, is, does my accent make you nervous about talking to customers?" I just asked him directly. I was like, "Why?" Well, well, might as well. I said, oh, "No, no, 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 no. Of course." He says, that, "No, no, no." I, she didn't hire me. And I look back as I wasn't like, oh boy, they reject; they don't like Kenyan young people around here. No, I just said, that's too bad. I felt that's too bad. She doesn't even know me. She just met, you know. I said, you know, I think you're gonna make a. But and you know, I got hired with the same company, a different department. And within two years, I'd passed up the person that rejected me. Why? I wasn't looking for someone to give, to say, oh, I accept you. I wasn't looking for that. I already know who I was and who I belong to. We need to instill that in our children. We need to instill that in our, in everybody. That you are who you are because of who he says you are. Whether people accept or reject it doesn't matter. It makes no difference whatsoever. God's favor is upon Your life as a child of God. What's your name? I'm called by the name of Jesus. The favor of God is upon my life. Everywhere I go, he's with me. He says he will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He says he will bless the work of my hands. He says I will give you favor to shine in the city, in the country. It doesn't matter. He says I will bless you. I am a blessed person because of who he is. And that's who I belong to. Can I get an amen? what's your name what's your name you're called by name and he knows you by name amen Amen. praise god anybody did you receive something from god this morning amen i want us to stand and pray and we are going to take communion together this is such an awesome time of um it's not a ritual or tradition. We don't do this out of ritual tradition. There is power in these elements when we approach God in faith. And today I want us to pray as we as we prepare for communion. In fact, if the team would start passing the the, the elements, uh just receive your elements where you are uh your, the bread and the cup, hold them until we come back and pray together. Um, um you might be has struggle in a place. Maybe it's something you've struggled for a long time. Just deep insecurities about who you are. Maybe the past. Maybe you are delta wrong card. And we all have a different path. But Jesus came. You can pass. You can go ahead and pass the plates as I talk. Um, just hold all the elements. You go ahead and pass them. You can, go ahead and pass them. Today I believe that as we are taking the elements, we're going to pray. We're going to believe God. For that brokenness, that God will correct something. And that today, as you walk out of this place, you start seeing yourself differently. Isn't it interesting that one of the important commandments that the Lord gives us, it says that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's a, that's a very, very important statement to think about the words. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love yourself, how can you properly love your neighbor? If you, your love for yourself is distorted, it's all fogged up, convoluted with past and history and regrets and and fear and uh, intimidation and all sorts of... You add any negative connotation between your your love for yourself. And I'm not saying selfishness. Let's not get this wrong. I'm not talking about selfishness. But you are going to give back to others. You're never going to give back to others better than what you give to yourself. So God wants to say, hey... Let's take a break here. Let's look at this person. We want to love this person. And you the, the gauge and the measurement for this, it's not your past. It's not even mistakes you've made and you continue to make time and time again. The gauge is based on what we are holding today and the reflection of what that is. is what Jesus did on the cross. We, we will never measure up but the blood of Jesus gives us a new standard. So we see different. Are you with me? And I believe as we pray today, I want you to extend your faith with ours. Pastor Heather, could you come help me pray here? I want you to extend our faith with ours. And let's believe today that any negativity, any doubt, any insecurity, that today as we take of these elements, that there is the power of the Holy Spirit to do wonders in our hearts today. Amen. Did everybody receive their elements yet? We can start singing this as we wait, alright. Mm-hmm. And then we'll pray. Every. Lord, I come. I confess. Bowing
1: here,
0: I find
1: my rest. Without you, I fall apart, you're the one that guides my heart. Oh Lord, I need you, oh I need you, every hour I need you. My one defense Defense. Of my righteousness righteousness. Oh God, how I need you Where sin runs deep Your grace is more Where grace is found Is where you are where you are, Lord, I am free. Oh, holiness is Christ in me. And where you are, and where you are, Lord, I am free. Oh,
2: Amen. Let's take and pray over the bread together. Okay? Do you have the bread in your hands? Let's r- lift it up to the Lord. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord God, that you sent your only Son Jesus to die on the cross for us. Yes, That Lord. you saw ahead to this very day and you began to plan and prepare the way for us, Lord God. Yes, And we Lord. thank you, Jesus, that you went to that cross and you let your body be broken for us. Yes, It was bruised and beaten and stabbed and it was broken apart. It was ripped to shreds for us mm. because you looked. Ahead, while you were on that cross, and you saw us today, and you saw the places in our lives where our we have brokenness, mm. and Father, we lift those areas to you right yes, now. Lord. Those areas in our lives that are broken into pieces, Lord, the areas of health that's broken. Thank you, Lord. Areas where finances are broken. Areas where relationships and desires and jobs are broken, and we give them to you. Yes, Lord. And we ask, Father God, that as we take these broken pieces of bread that represent Your broken body, the wonderful miracle that. That comes by taking your broken yes, body lord. actually makes us whole yes, and we lord. ask for wholeness today to come father thank god you, we ask for wholeness Bring in whole our bodies lord. lord god wholeness in, in our jesus, finances yes, lord wholeness in relationships yes, in our dreams yes, and our jobs lord. our walk with you our ministry every area we speak wholeness into those areas today in thank the name you, of lord. jesus and thank we you, thank you we take this in faith we take it in faith, believing that as we take the broken piece, that we are made whole in exchange. Amen. And we thank, thank you, you Lord. for it, Lord Jesus. We take it today in faith, believing that the work is being done to make us whole. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Amen. Let's be together. Thank
0: you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, in your own voice, just begin to thank him. Thank him. It's already done. Begin to thank him right there. That's already done hallelujah thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah thank you lord let's take the cup it represents the shed blood of jesus father we thank you we lift the cup up lord we thank you lord jesus that you took upon you you took upon the cross our weaknesses Our iniquity, our sin, our shame, our disease, our sickness, oh God, our inabilities, oh God, our Oh, Father, our insecurities, oh God, everything that is negative about us, Lord, you took it upon yourself, oh God. Lord Jesus, you became seen on the cross. One time you became seen, oh God, that we may become holy and unto the Lord. You became dead that we may come alive, oh God. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus and what it represents today, oh God. We know it's not a long time experience. It's not a long ago experience. But your blood is still active and today. Because the blood of Jesus, as the Word says, has overcome every enemy of our souls. The blood of Jesus makes us whole. It makes us clean. It cleanses us it purifies us, and it gives us victory over our enemies. And we lift this cup of victory, because Lord, you did not stay dead on the cross. You rose again victoriously, O oh God. And today, as we partake of this blood and this cup, Lord, oh, we declare that we are victorious, victorious of our weaknesses, victorious over the past, victorious over the works of the enemy, victorious in every area, oh God, that this is a cup of victory, oh God, that you rails, oh God, you conquer death, hell, and the grave. And today we identify with our life, that we partake this cup with thanksgiving. And we say, thank you, Lord, for your victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Take the cup. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Use your own voice right now and begin to thank him. Thank the Lord right where you are thank you, Lord, for what he's done already. Yes, yes, thank yes, you, Lord. Lord if you would, thank you, Lord. You can pass the cups in the middle aisle. We're going to go into worship. Here's what we're going to do. I know sometimes, well, actually, in fact, we've been teaching this on this foundation. There is sometimes just a power of getting hands laid on, you know on you and stamping what God's already doing. As we sing the next few songs, we're going to open the altars for just exactly that. You say, you know what? I need someone to just stamp it together. We're here to pray for you. Come on over if you just need, hey, next few songs, we're going to be doing prayer right here. Where
1: sin runs deep Your grace is more Where grace is found Is where you are And where you are Lord I am free Holiness Is Christ in me And where you are Lord I am free Holiness Is Christ The savior's love through the storm. Well, he is Lord, Lord, of all Thank you, Lord God Thank you, Lord God You are Lord of all Thank you, Jesus Thank you, Lord We love your presence, oh my God make us hungry for you father thank you lord no place I would rather be no place I would rather be no place I would rather be than here in your love here in your love No place I would rather be, no place I would rather be, no place I would rather be than here in your love, here in your love, set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, That I can't control I want more of you, God I want more of you, God A set of fire down in my soul That I can't contain That I can't control I want more of you, God I want more of you No place, no place, no place, then here in your love, here in your love, no place I would rather, no place, no place. Then hearing your love, hearing your love a set of fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, I want more. A set of fire down in my soul that I can't contain. I want more of you. I want more. I want more of you, God. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want Precious Lord, anoint Lord, we want more, more of you God, oh set a fire Lord, set a fire that I can't control, I want more, I want more of you a fire down in my soul that I can't contain control. I want more, I want more. No place, no place I would rest. no place.
3: for your presence, Father. We are hungry for your presence, O Lord. Come on. Father, ignite it inside of us, O God. Ignite it inside of us, O God. Come on. Ignite that fire inside of us, Father. Come on, as we lift your name up today, O God. Father, there's no other place we would rather be than right here, Father, where we can stand in your presence, Lord, as we lift your name on high. Come high Come on, lift his name on high today. Come on, lift his name on high today. Come on, call them out. We just thank you, oh God. We praise you for your presence, oh God. Come on, we thank you for your presence in our life. Oh, Father, as we've even taken this communion, what that means, oh God, that you've already done it for us, Father God. Come on, we do. Come on.
1: can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more.
3: Set a fire down in my soul
0: that i can't
3: contain that i can't control i want more of you god i want more of you god oh come on come on we do we want more of you today lord (laughs) that's right we want more of you today father Come on, we're going to continue for this next couple of moments here. We're going to continue in worship. We're going to continue to worship Him in our tithes and our offerings this morning. Come on, I love I love the Scripture. The Scripture is good, isn't it? Oh, good. Well, at least some of you believe that. Come on, the Scripture is good. Proverbs 10.22 says this. He says, The blessings of the Lord make man rich, and He adds no sorrow. But I like the way that the Message Bible puts it. It says it this way. God's blessing makes life rich. Come on, do you hear the distinction? Some people stop at money. God's blessing is for your whole life, not just your wallet, but it's for your whole life. He wants to make you rich in life, but nothing we can do can improve on God. Amen? Come on, it's amazing because he's already got it covered. And so today as we give, I want to tell you why do I say that? Because he seeks to bless you. Believe it. Amen. I mean, come on. We found out what our name was about today, right? Come on. There's something to your name to be blessed by your name. Come on. He wants to seek to bless you. It's an amazing, amazing thing. And I want to tell you, blessings are going on around you, whether you know it or not. There's people in this room that in the last month have received some amazing blessing, even when it comes to work. I'm not going to go too far into it. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of little pieces that come into you if you lose a job and then you try and find a new one. And all this stuff goes on. And there's a there's there's one of our guys here that, man, he went through a lot this month. But God didn't only get him a new job. He put all of the pieces together in the right order and made it a blessing. Not just a new job, but made it a blessing for him and his family. He seeks to do that for you, too. Amen? So as the ushers come forward, we're going to bless the tithes and the offerings this morning. Um, and if you have that get that out and get that ready heavenly father we just thank you today as we give that father you give or we give to you father the lord we don't do so because we want you to give back but father we want to do so to please you father to live for you but father we thank you that you seek to make our lives great you seek to bless us in all that we do oh god because father blessings come from you we thank you for that we thank you that you can take this and run with it and do so much more than we could do. In Jesus' name, we pray it this morning. And everybody said, amen. amen and amen. Continue to sing and worship this morning here.
1: This song says, I believe God. Let's make a declaration this
0: morning. I want do the
1: <laughs> and our pastor says we're going to we'll go over the the We're going to praise right now. <laughs> Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. All right. Nothing is impossible.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Through
1: you, I can do anything. I can do all things. Cause it's you who gives me strength Nothing is impossible Through you blind eyes are open Strongholds are broken I am living by faith Nothing is impossible Through you Oh, through you I can do anything, I can do all things, cause it's you who gives me strength, nothing is impossible, through you blind eyes are open, strongholds are broken, I am living by faith, nothing is impossible. I believe that this morning, I'm not gonna live. I'm not gonna live by what I see. No, no. I'm not gonna live by what I feel. Deep down I know, deep down I know that you're here with, and I know that you can't It's you nothing is impossible through you blind eyes are open I believe. I believe, I believe,
3: I believe, I believe, I believe in you. In you. Come Hallelujah. on, come on. <laughs> yes
1: we do, oh God. Come on. We trust you, Father. Now here we
3: go. Now how many enjoyed that word today? Okay, come on. It's gonna keep going, this series. Oh hey, lost myself for a second. There we go. Alright, we're gonna continue next week with this series. Come on, we wanna propel We want to do what God has for us to do. We want to live in His way. Come on, we want to be blessed by the name that He's given us. Amen. Amen. Come on, not the name that the world gave us, but the name that He gave us. Amen. All right, and we just, I want to bless you guys today as we head out, and we're going to continue to sing this too. Heavenly Father. I just thank you, oh God, for each and every one here. Father, thank you for those who were able to make it out. Father, just bless them as they go out this week, and all that they set their hand to. In Jesus' name we pray it, Lord. Amen and amen. Let's go out singing this.
1: You I can do anything. I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible. Through you blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. I'm living by faith. Nothing. I'm not, gonna live. I'm not gonna live by what I see. No, no, I'm not gonna live by what I feel. Say that again. I'm not gonna live by what I see. I'm not gonna live by what I see. No I'm You're here with me And I know You can do anything Oh, Through you I can do anything I can do all things Cause it's you who gives me strength Nothing is impossible Through you blind eyes are open Strongholds are broken I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. I believe. 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 I believe yes, I do. I believe. I believe I believe